three at the prime. Shots fired. Help an officer. Three, four shots fired at Pratt. Three, four shots fired at Pratt. What's up? I'm Jeff Weiss, a writer. And I'm No Can Do, a rapper. And this is Shots Fired, a podcast about hip-hop, self-love, and sunshine. And self-loathe. And the it's more dark, about self-loathing and the dark, deep innards of the human psyche. It's about painting your nails black, I, which I do. Which you do. Which, well, I don't. I haven't done it since. When did I stop doing it? I stopped doing it like last year. I was getting too many bitches from it. <laughs> too many bitches. Just like your nails are really pretty. What is that? Nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> I just like they're like, oh, like like what's why'd you do that? And I'm like, I can't tell you. I imagine being a goth black guy would definitely get you lots of girls because it would just like they'd be like it's like the equivalent of like peacocking. It was it was definitely peacocking <laughs> for sure. And they're like, I don't like that. What do you do for a living? I'm a rapper. I wouldn't even say I'm, what do you I'm rap a rapper about money and bitches. <laughs> this is let me tell you when when like I was like this is too many like when it got out of control I took my grandmother to the uh, to the optometrist uh-huh. to pick out glasses typically right? yeah great and place so, to meet, great place to meet girls when you're with you. yeah basically <laughs> so I'm helping my grandmother and you know I'm got like these ripped ass this is like yeah. like mid 2013 maybe earlier these ripped ass jeans and a shirt that says light cheating still on it. <laughs> and, you know, fucking uh, a hat that my homie made is only like one of them. I, I look kind of, and I probably just came back from some strange place and I yeah. had black fingernails, but I was being a really nice, sweet, sweet, sweet guy. Yeah. So you, you look like Travis Scott is what you're saying. I don't know who the fuck that kidding. is. He's some Kanye sycophant. But before he existed, I existed. Yeah, totally. Yes. In Sabanur, the first one. <laughs> nah, I was not. But, but, uh, Basically, man, uh, this chick just kind of was just like, excuse me, can you help me? Once my grandmother was like, can he help me next? And then she, ba- you know, it was like, damn. The girl that was working there. No, the, it's just the chick some, that was there. And she was like, miscellaneous and she was ratchet. hot. She was hot. Yeah. She wasn't ratchet. She was, you know, a hot, like, mega blonde bombshell. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And so I was like, damn, these black nails and then my temperament, like the mix of those two make it very, very hard to be, you know, in a For a woman to resist your charms. It at least makes them think, what the fuck is going on? I don't like that. I do like that. But I noticed that. Yeah. You should try it someday, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to, but Come on, I, do wear, I do wear garish coats before Macklemore. I would just like to make the record, record clear. Pre-Macklemore? Um, pre- yeah, he fucked up my shit, though. Pre-Mackle? Because I have a lot of, yeah... So have you seen like the the parody account? It's like a cat. It's like a cat Williams parody account, and it's just like I wish you would mackle less. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I was like, shouldn't be funny, but it is. Um, no, no, it's one of those things that like. <laughs> you're like it's so. Why obvious. didn't anybody say that? <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of mackle less, uh, young Macklemore's young rival, Kendrick Lamar, dropped a single. He's not Mac. Macklemore has no rival. Uh, gee, easy. Stop it. You know that they, like, don't. They must not like each other. Macklemore probably has no... Dude, Macklemore is like... Macklemore is, like, reading, constantly refreshing two dope boys. He knows everything. He's like Galactus at this point. There's, like, he has no... There are no threats. Macklemore is going through the blogs, and, like, he's not only listening to, like, what he knows about, he's checking random underground shit. Oh, yeah. No, he's... (laughs) Macklemore is a... Is a real backpacker, and yeah. I'm pretty sure, you know, two dope boys. It's a site that he always wished gave him love, because he always wanted to make music like that. You know, sometimes I wonder if Macklemore reads Passion of the Wives. 
I, he definitely does. You think he definitely does? Yeah. How many rappers must legitimately hate me? I'm thinking... I, I wonder. That. I, I was like, three. <laughs> it takes three. Um, yeah, I thought about that the other day, like, or like, cause like a a magazine hit me up. They're like, hey, do you want to do a story on Wale? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and they're like, what do you think about Wale? I'm like, how many hours do you have? And uh, I tell you this, I heard uh, I heard a Danny Glover remix with Wale on the same night that I hopped in someone's car and they were playing Joey Badass. Ooh. And I was like, damn, Wale, you fucked up a good song. Yeah, and well, it, we, we have a new word for it now. He was rapping well. He was rapping, like, rapping well, but that's not the point of fucking Danny Glover. No. Well, it's like, also, we, we you came up with a word for it. It's a uh, two-tuxedo someone. Like, when Nicki rapped over No Flex Zone. Yeah. Or, like, or when Drake steals everyone's songs, like Migos or McConan. Yeah, but see, taking you can't tuxedo Young Thug just yet, because Young Thug, once Paul McCartney's, like, dancing to your shit, or some like Young Thug is like a yeah, but I mean when Drake tuxedoed the Migos, like no one knew he, who they were. He definitely tuxedoed the he, Migos. It was a quintessential tuxedo. But you can't tuxedo. Well, you should Young explain Thug. why it's called the tuxedo. Well, story is the tuxedo came from the um, the military, like the military suit or whatnot. It's like, like based off yeah. the military suit in England. All the kids were wearing them in the streets, the fucking Hackney or Cockney or whatever the fuck. And, you know, a really rich guy at a ball wore one without all the fucking extra stuff on it. And they were like, this is what's hot in the street. <laughs> and then they were like, oh my God, what an original idea. But everybody in the fucking streets of Cockney, Hackney, or whatever the fuck it was, were wearing these military uniforms. That's what the young guys were pulling bitches in. They just, uh, yeah. They didn't have shit else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it is called, you know. Drake has tuxedoed a lot of people. Yeah. The Drake, Drake has mastered the tuxedo because he's brilliant. I mean, I'm pretty he, sure he looks the best in a tuxedo out of all the rappers. Just think about the type of guy that is. Yeah. Drake know? was like built for to be to wear formal formal attire at award shows. Yeah. They're like, who will look like that's what they're signing rappers though for now. It's like they look at them and they're like, who's gonna look the best at the Grammys and who will get sponsorships? But on the flip side, a guy like Kanye West, he's a guy that he can't successfully tuxedo anything because no. he is from he is from the place where the original ideas come from. He's he's one of the well, guys. Well, I mean, Kanye is more subtle in his tuxedo. I mean, he'll get all the guys in a room, but like he won't actually. I mean, he tuxedo Chief Keef. No, he didn't. I don't like. It doesn't count when the guys from your city. It doesn't count. That's interesting. That's no. a good. Yeah, that is actually a good point because that is like that is the big guy. Although I don't think they really fucked with it. But then he put him on the album, so it was kind of. Yeah, that's that was a good look for those guys. Yeah, I'm mean, not to say that it wouldn't be a good look for Migos. I mean, look, Migos. You know, did better. McConan, Drake signed McConan. Yeah, I, Drake I signing McConan was tight. I saw McConan show. Yeah? Last week, yeah. How was it? Was uh, that in, where, where was that? It was a Jewel Catch One, some spot on Pico. Oh, yeah, that's like uh, old, I went. It's like a it's like a gay club. It's a, it's a gay club, but then they also used to have an industrial night there. Uh-huh. And when, when I worked at the video game place, a lot of my friends were in an industrial. Oh, And word. that's where uh, me and the homie met a girl that had like a sugar baby on her shoulder and a, a sugar flyer. And she had these really tall boots and like. It was the weirdest thing. It was interesting. Cause Vampires. Because we downstairs, things. like, was the normal club, and then upstairs was, like, the gay club. Yeah. And, uh, but it was kind of cool, because it was, like, mixed, I think. It was, yeah. like, not just guys and not just girls. No, it's, like, a place where gay people hang out. It was, look, yeah. yeah it looked and like, it's, but, like, a hood place, too. It was, like, a hood place, yeah. And it's right in K-Town off of Olympic, right? Yeah, it's on Crenshaw and Pico. Crenshaw and Pico. Like, just, just past Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh... It was cool, but, like, these, there's, like, a serious problem now with um, the youth. of, And I think they love themselves a little too much, I which we'll get it. into. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, no, they, I, they I, like, McConan gets there, and, like, 
literally as soon as he goes on stage, 25 kids jump up on stage, storm with him, and they're taking, which would be fun. All right, like, it, but first of all, it's not your moment. It's like McConan's first LA show. I want to see him rap. I want to see him sing. Like, they're holding their phones to take selfies the whole time, and they're trying to take selfies with him as he's trying to sing. Yeah. And granted, he should have, like, kicked them off. Yeah. But maybe it was fucked up, whatever. But now, it, it was horrifying. It's a weird thing, like, not wanting to be a dick to your fans, but, like, one of the, being one of those people that is like, I really care about my stage show. Yeah. Versus, like, you know, I, I remember watching MIA at Coachella, and she's like, fuck the security, fuck the establishment, everybody get on stage, yeah, 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 And it's like, if you really, that's a cool statement to yeah. make, and your fans think that totally. shit is cool, but at the same time, you say fuck the security, this is a dude that's just trying to make some fucking money to keep his fucking, pay his yeah. car note or totally. some shit, you know? Well, and the other like, thing is, Another thing, too, is, like, I'm like, you know, this is not your moment, little kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know what? Like, he had to do, he had to sit in his room for three or four years, his, making on, songs. On house arrest. The, on house the, arrest. The new artist development. <laughs> the new artist development plan. On house arrest. Mm-hmm. And, like, these kids had to go up on stage and ruin it. But, but it goes to what, anyways, we were kind of talking, me and you just have been bashing the Kendrick Lamar song. Yeah. For a minute. You had some, some very, you were firing shots on Twitter. Yeah, um... <laughs> Hellfire being the only relevant thing in 2014. Yeah, and I have to... And then Atmosphere tweeted at you and said, Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, Stop slug, being a jerk. No can Slug do. was like, you're talking about me, but nah. <laughs> uh, I, by relevant, I mean relevant content. There's, I probably lost some fans that day because they were like, they were like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? And I'm just like, no, like, I don't know of anybody who's talking about the lives of people anymore like rappers talking about the shit that people are going through like i love myself is like a like a dated idea you know what i'm saying like a lot of even like the shit and then i immediately went to the joey badass subject i'm just like the shit that he's talking about like this is like fucking it's like vintage you know it's like this is what they were talking about 15 20 years ago and it really fits for that time but like nobody's talking about fucking like loving yourself is not the fucking point these days you know yeah like i don't think like a lack of like i i don't think the problem is the self-esteem for anyone like i think actually like you know i'm not speaking for black people but in terms of white black people, people because i can speak for white people obviously you can't even speak I'm a, for I can't, white people i can't i can't even you, speak for jews i'm having you? a party on yom kippur <laughs> everyone's like i like my friends from home are like you're having a party on Yom Kippur? <laughs> you like, don't I'm, give a fuck. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing it in honor of Bill Maher and Christopher Hitchens. Um, we'll continue. But, yeah, I mean, I have the same birthday as Gandhi, so honestly, unless it's a Hindi holiday, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But, um, or Hindu. I should say Hindi's the language. Keep it going, bro. Anyways, keep it, anyways, but... You keep schooling people. Yeah, no, I feel that, um... Well, I, there were a lot of problems for me with that song. The first is that... As I soon mean, as the first 30 seconds... Yeah, as soon uh, as the yeah. fucking... Well, I heard that... And you're and like, what like, is that guitar riff? Th- that th- is that's bad. You know what it is? You know, you know what it is? It's you remember like do you remember the salon selective commercials that they had in like the eighties? No. Oh, they had the. You can find them on YouTube. I'm pr- pretty sure, right? I don't want to find. It them. was like, but it had like, who's that lady? And it was like women. It was like women shaking their lustrous hair like for salon selective, and it's like, who's that lady? You know, and it's just yeah, like, yeah. and you're just like the Isley Brothers falsetto, and like these women are just like, hi, salon selective, and you're like, and then you're like, it's. It's the Anchorman song. Yeah. And it's just the uh, most obvious 
sample. And that, one of the things that I liked about uh, Good Kid, Mad City was all those samples weren't obvious, even Poetic Justice. Like, okay, yeah, that's a Janet song that everybody knows, but, like, it was kind of flipped in a way, and it seemed to make sense in the context of the album. Uh, and the song itself. Like, you know why Soul Sample... This is even a song about ladies! You know that Soul Sample back in the day, like... I, I, when you reappropriate shit, it's, it's best to wait 20 years. Yeah. So, Poetic Justice... In totally. 2012, 2013, whenever yeah, that record came out, yeah. it was like, oh, let's sample something from that era. Totally. Because it, it reaches this point where... Well, also, and it made sense because if you think about what he's rapping about, like, that was his childhood mm-hmm. where that song was popping. Yeah, it's when he was a child, yeah. but it also hits children, like, because they think it's rare yeah. or it kind of reminds them of something. Then the adults are like, yeah, this is when it was shit was really tight. Yeah. This, you know, like, it, it pays homage to something that was, that's re- that was relevant to... Yeah couple generations now when you sample some Isley Brothers that shit's been done over and over and over I and mean over in 94 Biggie was sampling it for fucking Big Papa but that's not it not, let's, let's be real that's not the point the point is what's the song about loving self esteem issues self esteem <laughs> issues I mean I don't know well you could there's a lot you can definitely I think people have a little I, I think both rappers and fans have a severe case of Stockholm Syndrome where when they love an artist they are willing to, they are going to contort their own opinions to make it, to shoehorn them into liking the song. So, like, if you're a Kendrick fan, and I'm a, I'm like, pro, I was one of the first writers to ever write about Kendrick, if not the first. Uh, I, good, uh, fuck, Section 80 was Passion Lois's album of the year. I've been, like, writing for him, and, but I'm not about to give him a pass mm. just because I like the guy, and I've interviewed him, and he's a good guy. Or at least he seems to be, who knows? But it was just. People are good people. You know, he's a good guy. He seems like a good person. Like, and like, and that's the thing. And it just felt, and maybe, and everyone, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're cynical for thinking cynically about the song. But how could you not think cynically about this song compared to, compared to Good Kid, Mad City, which is like, there's nuance there. And this song has no nuance. He's like, it's a, you know, first of all, that the voice I hate, that baby voice. He's like, it's a little like, kind like, sounds like. That's his version of the fucking Eminem, Eminem voice where he was fucking. Wolf, well, no, it's his version of the Eminem voice that he was like doing the ter- terrorist voice. It's like, yeah. oh, now every song's a fucking it, terrorist voice. It just voice. sounds like when Eminem, yeah, when Eminem had the Arab accent. The Arab shit, yeah. <laughs> You're like, why are you rapping in an Arabic Stop accent? Stop doing the fucking, you know, like, the just, danger This dog. is not like Pee Wee Herman. Like, we don't need your weird voices. Yeah. And like, I, you know. I went back and I was listening to Good Kid, Mad City just because I was like, am I insane? Like, am I just... And you can't even compare them. You can't even compare... It, it was like the worst impulses. I mean, those impulses were in effect on Section 80. Like, I was the one like... You, did you ever see Get Him to the Greek? Yeah. You know where like, it's like African baby or African child? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has an African child. There's definitely some African child hooks on Section 80. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> You're like that like weird British accent. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um... But, like, Section 80 was charming. Good Kid, Mad City was... Well, it was seemed like it was building towards something. ...hyper-penetrative, and it was, like... It was a world in it that you can live in, that you can exist in that motherfucker. Um, I Love Myself is, like... is like a bologna sandwich. You know? It's like, damn, I'm, I was hungry, and now I'm not hungry anymore. I didn't like the taste of that. I never want that again. Please don't make another fucking bologna sandwich. I don't want it. Well, what I resent is that everyone's like, oh, it's such a radical statement. I'm like, really? Is self-love in, like, this, like, day and age such a radical statement? I mean, like, and everyone's, like, trying to connect it to Ferguson and this, and you're like, but it's not connected to it. I'm like, there's a war going outside. First of all, there's not a war going outside. America, like, that. it's not a real war. You're not getting drafted. There are, there, there are not soldiers going on. It's not Vietnam. 
uh, bombs going on. Yeah, like, you could say there's bombs in the Middle East going on, but you know what? There's bombs always at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, those are just abstract things that you're just picking out of thin air to try to give some kind of, like, poignancy or, like, depth to it. But it's clearly not a narrative, and it doesn't necessarily need to be a narrative, but we're talking about Hey Ya, right? And Hey Ya, like, very simple song. Not that many words in it, but like he'll have like a like you know there's a sadness to it. There's an emotion. No, to it's it. about a thing. It's, it's about, about a palpable thing. thing. Yeah. What is Hey I about? It's about how relationships don't how, work. Like you can't stay married. Like how your parents' generation could. Exactly. But it's about how relationships don't last forever. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. What like is, I'm dancing through the sadness. You know. What is what is I love myself about? Like what's the one sentence explanation for it? And and this is me sounding like some record industry douche like right now. But that should exist for a well, motherfucking reason. The hook is reason. only one sentence. It's I love myself over and over again, which is kind of a lazy hook, honestly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And like, there's this, and it's just like, but what's what's the what's the why is that special? I, I it's what I feel because it's Kendrick Lamar doing. Nigga, it. Fancy d- did that better. Fancy yeah. did I love myself better. I mean, there's a million songs that are loving themselves all the time. Every, I mean, every two chain song is basically yeah, about it. Wipe, wipe me down is a better <laughs> yeah. I love myself. You know what I'm saying? Wipe me down, yeah, because you know he's famous like the Ninja Turtles, which is a, I don't know, I just it just it made me really sad honestly because Kendrick, I feel like I, I'm as somebody that I've never been like. I, know, I don't like... Like, Jay-Z was always one of my favorite rappers. Mm-hmm. Like, before he made Blueprint. Like, like I'm talking, like, Reasonable Doubt in my lifetime, volume one. Like, the first time I heard Brooklyn's Finest, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, this is insane. And, yeah, I always like Biggie. I never was, like, on some, like, oh, he's... You know, whatever. And I want to like mainstream rap. Like, I, because sometimes it's great. Yeah. You know, like, I love Migos. I love Young Thug. And I Kendrick Lamar. And it made me really happy when a guy like Kendrick broke through. Because... Mm. He didn't dumb it down. He didn't make stupid catchphrases. He didn't just do the industry standard bullshit where it seems like, you know what? And and but here's the thing. Guess what? People now look, not dumbing not dumbing it down is a new dumb it down. It, Cuz it's just like what people want, right? Yeah. And so all of our generation, all of these... Uh, are you talking about J. J. Cole where you're trying to not dumb it down and it just ends up being the most middle-brow bullshit? No, 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 no. What, what what I'm trying to say is like it's like the the things have just shifted. So like when dumb rap was popular, there's a bunch of people that were out of control, out of the power, out of, out of the seat yeah. that were like, I can't wait to bring that real shit back, right? Totally. So all you have to do is create some real shit, some quote unquote real. You can fabricate some real shit. Yeah. You can you can bring well, some shit that's not dumb. You can hit like. And that's what that song feels like. It feels like a bunch of sig- like boxes checked, where it's like positive message checked, and like you know, like a positive message is cool. Soul sample check. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big hook. Oh, we got the avant-garde bass breakdown. You know, uh, you know, uh, staccato lyrics in a very interesting voice check. Like, stop, stop it, bro. Yeah, and he's a smart guy, and like, I, like that, that, that's the thing. But that, it doesn't look. Here, there's no, there's no fucking rapper that's not smart. Your, your yeah, job is to fucking talk. Yeah, like, true. and then the guy that, that postures himself as a smart guy is usually not the smart guy. Yeah, that's true. The, you, I'm trying the to think sm- if I've ever met a, even like the rappers that I met were dumb. Like when I did a second interview with them, I'm like, oh, they just didn't care about the first interview. Yeah. Like I'm like, they just were tuned out and stoned, but like, they're not dumb. I, like you rarely, I met a lot of dumb indie rock guys, but I haven't interviewed very many dumb rappers, if any. Yeah. I mean, but even if you're like not eloquent. Actually, I take that back. There's this one rapper named Cap G. 
Mm. <laughs> but is it, is it a successful rapper? No. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, if to get successful, you're always more impressed. Like, let's say you're, you're always, a guy, yeah. you're a guy like Waka Flocka, right? Who's not necessarily like the guy with the big vocabulary and yeah, the fucking. Yeah, but he's got a certain degree the, of wisdom. The strong yeah. sense of music. That's a fucking. That's an emotionally intelligent dude. Yeah, emotionally intelligent. Yeah, he is. Fucking. That's that shit, karma. Everybody, everybody from yeah. the hood's like, yeah, somebody get my back for all the crazy shit I do. And then, you know, like, that's like... Fuck this industry can apply to any industry in which you're like, I've applied fuck this industry to like four industries and they, it all makes sense. And all it all makes sense. And it all makes me really angry and gets out my grief of, of you know, yeah, waiting for freelance tracks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're like, some magazine owes me thousands of dollars. Fuck this industry, we in these streets. I might be walking my Boston Terror in these streets, but I'm still technically in these streets. I mean, and Waka Flocka might be doing the same thing. Well, at this point, I hope he is. You know? He's but, out with Steve Aoki, like, jumping and stage diving. Yeah. But, I, I don't know. I, I just say all it that bullshit sad, to man. say. That made me depressed. I was, I was very... I'm still thinking about this. I, I'm still thinking about it two weeks later. And, like, a lot of people be like, oh, if you're still thinking about it, it's a good song. And I'm like, no. I'm still thinking about how, like, I, I really hope, I, I still want to hear the album. And I really hope it's just an outlier, like how, you know, Eminem. But even, I liked Eminem singles. I'm trying to think of, like, somebody who would just put out corny-ass singles but yeah, and then I, drop a good album. Like, the... Like, but usually em, em, the first single is usually the best song on the album. Well, the second, it, for, I don't know if you noticed, but he liked this. He said... I don't know if I want to call that my single. Oh yeah, he's like that's my statement. So you retract it. You're you're retracting now. If it was if it was accepted well, that'd be your single. It was accepted well. It's gonna be a big hit. It had like three million streams. In like that doesn't a, mean a anything because a lot of people want to see a train wreck. No, people like that song. Who? Not no one that like basics to be like you know basics. Okay, I mean maybe that's what that's it is. that's what it was. And you know what? And it's fine. It's like. But that's what he has to do to if, if that's what he has to he do wants, to complete compete with Macklemore. He wants a Grammy and exactly. fuck a Grammy. That, no, no, no. Get a Grammy. No, fuck get a, a Grammy. fucking Grammy. Yo, fuck awards. Why not if you're get doing, a Grammy? If you're making art for awards, you're doing it for the wrong reason. No, no. But the the, the idea of competition and winning and all that shit. I get go it. Go get that. I get it. But the, but if he wants to fucking compete with Macklemore, he has to start off. You know what? And I guarantee you, dumbass old white Grammy voters are gonna hear that shit and they'll be like. Oh, I love that positive message. It reminds me of the civil rights songs that I used to like. I used to not really that, that I used listen to, smoke to bad but weed I, too. but my one black friend would listen to, and we would have conversations about it. And then, but here's the thing: <laughs> you're like, what? if he's gonna fucking get a Grammy, he has to start a song off with something as epic as back when th- back in third way grade, I thought I was gay. <laughs> back, back in third grade, I thought I was gay because I was an art. How offensive to homosexuals is that? Because what? Because you're because you liked a drawing that you means you're gay. But no, in that he admitted that he was fucking just young and dumb and and afraid and and like all that vulnerability. But it turns out I'm straight and white and blonde. The the best thing that Kendrick can fucking do, the best thing he can do, is just admit to everybody that he's a fucking blood. <laughs> and he's not he's not the good kid in the mad city maybe and that he's just a part of a fucking thing and just own the fuck up to it and then kind of like you know do some hyper intelligent gangster rap Yo, I'm like still, he was I'm doing still, i'm still rooting for him you know and but it i made, don't root for lies though bro it I made me so that. sad because i just was like can anybody just not make creatively compromised music at that level you know, like, that's not what I voted for, except Kanye. Because Kanye is so far out the system. Like, he's so out of his mind well, here's that the thing. he doesn't care. He kind of had to steal his career. He yeah. kind of had to, like, literally just be like, what? You don't think I can rap? 
I'm gonna put out a record that's gonna do better than all you guys. See? Told you so. What? You guys don't think I can make a fucking auto-tune oh. record? I'm gonna do this right now. Oh, I'm gonna marry Kim Kardashian? I'm gonna make the angriest record you've ever heard? And you're like, what are you doing? It's amazing. <laughs> he thinks the world is against him. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. That's his only... That's all he's got going for him. It's just like... He's just like, a lot of talent and a lot of, like, manufactured hate. It's like, no, Kanye, everyone loves you. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you have literally, like, like people would... Nothing to worry about. There's gonna be, like, a thousand people named Kanye in this next generation. Alright, <laughs> hey, bro. Alright. Can we stop now? Yeah, I'm done. Let's go into this, dude. We're interviewing Buzz Driver. Driver. Hell, fire hey, Shots fired. Shots fired. They're on tour. Go see them. I'm so hungry, man. I can eat the rich. Eat, eat, eat the rich. Eat, eat, eat the rich. Yeah, I'm so hungry, man. I can eat the rich. Eat, eat, eat the rich. Check me out. Mm. Actually, you know what? I think I would respect Iggy Azalea a lot more if she kind of approached it, kind of like the character from, from Tropic Thunder. Kind of like... <laughs> yes. was a character. She was like, I know it's buffoonery, and I know that I'm kowtowing to hundreds of years of, 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 of just, you know, of black face min, uh, minstrel hood. And, you know, I know I'm doing that, but it's an all in good fun. The it's, same way it's that for Mor- hipsters, you know what I mean. The it's, same, the same way that Morgan Freeman knows that he's like the magical uh, helper Negro, and he's like, "Look, <laughs> well, I'm well, just doing this for sure, the much of the Well, people. that's different. That's Why different because because what she does is shocking to the senses, but it's 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 no. But what, what Morgan every, Freeman does nah, is soothing no. to the senses. It's just the opposite ends of the coin. <laughs> no, no. They need to do a fucking movie together nah, where Morgan does, Freeman helps Iggy Azalea. Fucking like it's you know, a, it's a biopic. Learn how to like STI. Yeah, <laughs> learns learns how to make like teaches her how to make like be black or some shit. Like really like hone in on that that accent. Morgan maybe. Freeman swoops down into Australia. She's like in the outback. Why would he swoop? Would he swoop on a hang glider? <laughs> yeah. Or one of those suits that have the like the uh, fucking Rocky the Rocky <laughs> and Bullwinkle squirrel flaps. Yes, on it? Yeah, I think that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just comes down with a flock of penguins behind him. Was he in March of the Penguins? I think he was the voice in March of the Penguins. That's another one. <laughs> yeah, he's like helping out penguins. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird though. Every time you hear one of her songs, and you're like, I was at a wedding last uh-huh. weekend, and that was, so it was really weird because there was like a wedding band, and it was a white girl rapping fancy. Uh-huh. So I it was know. like two degrees removed. It's a, like, I mean, it's 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 such a common thing. I don't even know why. Like, people should just be embarrassed that it happens, you know? It's like, what the fuck do people think of black people? Like, it's like, it's like when you look at someone, it's like, all right, you, you love this song. I'm not saying that she can't rap. She can rap, but she has to admit something. Because <laughs> totally. if she doesn't admit it, she's lying to everybody. And she's just, she's just the byproduct of a lie. You know what I mean? And it's like, I ain't but trying to clown think- her. I ain't trying to say she ain't talented. I'm yeah. just saying, like, keep it real. Like, when your homegirls be like, hold up, hold up, mate. Why are you talking like a nigga from the South? Like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Like, we in fucking Melbourne right now drinking lattes. You talking like a nigga from Atlanta. Yeah, You shocked me. You shocked me, Iggy. <laughs> well, she had the line. Is that, like, why did you, well, why, she, hey, why did you have like a fucking, a Watts Melbourne accent? Exactly. Like, it's not like a Melbourne uh, Watts nigga. ratchet hybrid. Because Rich, that's. It's a type of bitch that I would meet if I went to Melbourne because I attract the ratchet bitches. Because that's what, she, to me, that's what she should be. She should be a Mel. She shouldn't be like, oh, I'm just, I just took this shit and just, I embody it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but well, you like, know, I just rap like this. Yeah. <laughs> you don't but, just but, rap like yeah. that. But, it's like the movies where, yeah. like, the white guy goes to Japan and becomes a samurai. You know what I'm saying? It's Beverly Hills Ninja. It's like Beverly Hills Ninja. It's, that's, it's, starring Chris Farley. It's, 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 
it's you know it's just it's a thing it just happens i mean as somebody who is white who is rapped yeah that's not how you naturally you sound pretty bad usually it has nothing to do with rapping like anyone can rap like yeah. people act well, your like your voice it's how do we modulate your voice you know but if you modulate if you if you, if you, if you, if you <laughs> modulating with my weevils if you if, if you take on the identity of a certain culture for the effect for for an economic gain that has to be acknowledged you know what i mean like like if people are cool with that, then people are cool with that. I'm cool with it because it's what's happening. Like if I wasn't cool with it, I would just like burn some shit down. You know what I mean? Like this is offensive, you know. But it's like people are cool with it, so it's like. What aren't you cool with? What What can we burn down? I mean, I'm I not mean, cool with it. I'm it's all just... about just being a sidekick to you burning some shit down. Well, it's like niggas, personally, niggas, <laughs> niggas, <Yeah>. like <laughs> black people, black people, and blackness. It's like. It's something that you can Negrismo? quantify. Negritude? Yeah, it's something yeah. you can quantify. You can put it the in The Negron it. crystal? You can you, you you can click on it. You can highlight it. You can you can address it as an isolated incident phenomenon. To the point where it is, you know, where people like her could just scoop it up and just do it. You know, and everyone could scoop it up. Everyone who's who's not white and who's black who who's whatever could just scoop it up and just run with it. And it's really weird, but that's what it is, you know? Mm. Being black is like this thing that you pick up, you know what I mean? <laughs> On the way to going to the store. Like, ah, I got my... Well, what's weird <laughs> is that, you know, for like a while, obviously early 90s, Vanilla Ice does something like that. Yeah. And gets parodied all over the place. Hold like, on, I remember, I, I always think about the Vanilla Ice on, uh, what Jim Carrey did on A Living Color, yeah. where they're like, he's white, white, you know, Snow. Yeah. Got parodied for the fake Jamaican yeah, but, but boys. And Snow is a real thug from the Snow project. Was, I know. Snow and he had MC Shan too. But like, nah. But just, he's. he's Snow I guess is, that's no different. Snow's whole Snow's whole song was about Snow doesn't even know he's white. Well, Snow picked up it that was thing about, in jail. It was about snitching. He was like, I don't like yeah. snitches, and that's not like yeah. that's that's so that's so. That, how do you say that's? Was, so you're saying he was the proto Cameron? Yeah, but no, that's so that's so uh. Like that's so hood that you don't even look at him like a white boy doing it. You look like a dude that but just no got out the pen. Most people didn't know that in 1992, though. But anyways, my point being is, at yeah, some point song was in the last Informer. five years, at some point in the last five years, everyone's like, "Nah, it's cool. Just go for it." Like yeah. the jazz singer, like people were like, "Ah, that's wrong." And yeah. now everyone's like, "Cool." Who it's didn't like Gizalia. Snow? Uh, yeah. It's just Who Gizalia. didn't like Snow yeah, though? I love Snow. Well, I like the whole album. I'll defend that to the t- Twelve Inches of I Snow. I feel song in form. Twelve Inches of Snow was the name of. <laughs> That's some poor shit. <laughs> That's some poor shit. Twelve Inches of Snow. Like, Lord I, of Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not really meant. I don't really want to stigmatize white people in rap because I think that's really. That's what this whole episode is, is about. This is our white episode part, part two. two. But yeah, I just think that's real. Reductionist, but you know, culture appropriation is a real thing, you know. Well, yeah, but I mean, versus somebody like you know, I don't know, you have like ASAP Rocket album is probably my favorite. Well, well, he's I an have, amazing rapper, one of my favorites ever. I mean, when you're from a community that embraces people, you know, there's people of all kinds of cultures. You know, I really pride myself, especially when I want to talk about low in theory, there's something that people don't really point out about that place or that scene, it's just that. There is no bounds with culture, you know. Everyone is every other denomination, so there's no real like, no one's really like tripping on oh who like it. It's natural and it happens or organic. And so when you don't see that, and when you see people pushing hard this really inorganic weird thing, it's just I don't know. It just it's just control, and it's 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 entertainment and it's funny. Is it? But it's also serious and it's sad, which is also. Funny. Well, I was saying, like, it's also I was funny. Like, it's also still funny. Yeah, it's still, it's still funny if, like, liberal white people be like, oh, like, be afraid of you on some, like, oh, he's, you know, or, like, do something weird to you and be like, oh, but I thought y'all were, like, my, like, people. My, like, this was, like, 
my like my bedrock foundation, liberal whites, and they'll, and they'll be like some like schism. And be like, oh, yeah. we're not there yet. I'm yeah. still, I'm still, I still got this. I still got this little nigga shit that I picked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, it's not that big of a deal. But you know, people we were like, talking about this actually. Like, well, in the last when we were we talking about in the last this. episode, we were talking about how I was saying like I looked at the Billboard Top 200. Yeah. And uh, there were like I think 12 rap albums. Yeah. Three of them were Eminem albums from the last. Uh, the fourth was Iggy Azalea. The fifth was yeah. Macklemore. And like half of them were white at this point. And I yeah. forget who the sixth was, but it was uh, I don't know. It's like a, probably Ti. <laughs> No, no, no. There were there were other no there was a, but it was like half white or three Eminem albums. That shit but is it, funny. Yeah, it's the last <laughs> year too. I mean not that I mean but you know I want to take away away from Eminem because that's a no. that's that's but a no, real hood dude who came up. But it's the fact yeah. that it's like well Eminem it's the Marshall Mathers LP and the yeah, Eminem shit yeah. that are like of all the albums that are yeah, still exactly. selling in the top yeah, Billboard yeah, 200. Yeah. Eminem. Eminem is uh, any record he releases now is the, has the cultural equivalence of a flow rider record. Yeah, but can we can we be real though about and, like I mean I'm not trying to cultural talk, value. I'm not trying to talk shit about Eminem, but he hasn't done anything good in twelve. It's great. He had a, one of the best five year runs ever, yeah. about ninety eight to about two thousand three. Yeah, and then everything he's done in the last ten years has been terrible. Yeah, everything well, he can you know he's Does that, yeah. a rap machine. Yeah. So that's, that's I think when you, when you when you're like a black person in america you know that no matter what you'll always have to work harder for everything so like like you know eminem had to work harder to get to a certain get to a certain get through a certain amount of bullshit once he got to like like oh i'm a white guy and i'm accepted for what i do and i rap really well and nobody can hate on me like then he was able to be carried like a crowd surfer He's over a like sea of whiteness yeah. and even in, even in his even in his you know, in his current state of mediocrity and lack of purpose and intent in his music, it's uh, you know, he can he can still have the number one number one record. And same He's gotten thing, more popular. I mean, yeah. like I was at that Staples Center or the not Staples Center Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. and most of those fans were probably there for Eminem, mm-hmm. and he was awful. I mean, he just did not know what he. It was sad because it was kind of like he didn't know what people liked him for. Well, I don't know. He's not really. He's not really supposed to be good anymore. You know. No, nah, but he's gonna be good. Kanye West and Jay Z are kind of good still. Yeah. And, and, in comparison, and um, or, okay, not good yeah. because fucking technical technical ability like that Scarface doesn't sell anything. Yeah. But in terms of like being like knowing exactly like what you said, like knowing your aesthetic, knowing yeah. what your like knowing your your purpose, knowing your lane, and you know at least being able to pull out shit that doesn't fucking irritate the ears of human yeah, beings. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't there was only know. one song on that last album that like it, that where I was like, oh, there's the Eminem, and it was random because he, he he talks about the whole album was like just unlistenable mostly. But he goes into Kroger's and some girl stops him and she's like, you have crow's feet. And it was like one of those things where it was like, mm-hmm. oh, you were just being honest there. Like that was mm-hmm. actually your real life. And like the early Eminem, like for me, like why I like that guy was I'm like, oh, like, I mean, obviously I like my name is whatever. As the world turns, I love. But like they need something like rock bottom where you're like, <laughs> I mean, obviously you can't write a rock bottom when you're worth $300 million. Nah, then <laughs> it has to, you have to just talk about like that's and motherfuckers kind of don't ever want to be rich and like floss. Like I just want to hear Eminem just ball out one time. Like. Like, I want him to be like... But that's not part of his culture, you know? He's from, you know, he got a... White people can't really boast like that, you know? They're yeah. not from that... I mean, look at Macklemore. He, his biggest was But he's off. from nothing. I know, but he's still... But now that he has money, it's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I get it. I but get I bet you he doesn't even... You know, I think that, that culture of, like, that instant rush of cash for, like, people who culturally are, don't have money from generations on in, it kind of 
it has some kind of reaction. You know, you react to that shit. You got money all of a sudden and up shit. Up, you know what I mean? You know, if you grew up with holes in your zappa toes, you celebrate the I mean, that's having dope. But that's yeah. everybody. That's yeah. not even... And for pockets of people that it hasn't to throughout generations, that may just happen a lot more. But, but yeah, he maybe, you know, maybe he did do that. Who knows what the fuck he did? I don't know what he did. He was afraid to release it. This, the, mean, song, the, song was, the song was called The Richest Little White Man in the World. I mean, Eminem's been rich for so no, long. No, <laughs> like, who, I mean, that's the thing about rich people. I don't like to speculate on what rich people do. If you've been rich for more than 10 years, I can't relate to you. I don't yeah. know what you do. You live on a cloud somewhere, nigga. <laughs> masturbated on, masturbating on unicorns and, and <laughs> writing raps from within a woman. You know what I mean? From within her. You know what I mean? Like that's what I imagine you can do. Yeah. So it's like, nigga, I don't know what you do. You probably bawling the fuck out on that tier of people that that matters to. You know? And yeah. I'm just, I'm just here to buy your fucking albums, nigga. Yeah. Buy your albums. Here, let me buy one. You know? But, but I mean, Eminem's technically good, but you know, I don't like his stuff. But he's he's active. You know, I can't really complain about Eminem. It, it's funny how he's technically gotten better as his music has but gotten it doesn't so matter. much worse. Yeah. All right, new white rapper. What do we all think about G Easy? Oh yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I would like to hear what you think about that because that's interesting to me. That one. I mean, it's not though. It's just it's what it is. It's for uh, no. It's for okay, I, I asked a friend. Uh, we'll edit this. Oh, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But I asked him, I was like, I've never heard G Easy's music. music. What does it sound like? And he was just like, Oh, White Boy from the Bay. I was like, oh, Okay. And then I was like, it He just. sounds like Childish Gambino a lot. It sounds like Childish Gambino? He sounds like a white Childish Gambino. Yeah. I hate Childish Gambino. I don't hate him, but I just hate his music. It's like very <laughs> post Drake. I, I mean, I don't have a, Like, the G Easy thing is just like, like, it was like. You probably never seen the show Gossip Girl. Yes. Have you seen the show? You know, I love like, Gossip the character Girl. Chuck Bass. Oh like, yeah, it like, yeah. It's just if that guy was. Yeah, yeah, no, it's tight. I think it makes you know when there's good marketing decisions, marketing decisions that need to be made, and you know, and there's money that can be made. I think people should do it. And it's like if you got a whiter Drake out there, of course that would do well. You know, well, it's small- interesting. Uh, you know, when I I just interviewed uh, Drake's manager uh-huh. and uh, I interviewed Wayne like recently, and both of them said really interesting like and like they. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, saw him, like, could sing like that, light-skinned. And, like, that was, like, the first thing was, like, the marketing. I mean, people like- people don't realize how important that shit is. <laughs> if you are dark and you're trying to try to captivate America, you're going to have a, you have to, you have to figure some shit out. Well, you, you have to I mean? be like Young Thug. You have to, like, you know. Say, but, he's look, but he's not. You have to look like a Young Thug. You have to look like a Star Wars character. Nigga, Young Thug is our secret, nigga. No, <laughs> people don't know about Young Thug. People like don't that. know about Young Thug. Yeah, South, I mean, he's, 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 he's a fucking uh, hit away from that shit. You know I mean, that? I mean, no, he's I all mean, over the radio in the South. Like, every. Yeah, he is. Yeah, all over. But it's regional, and that's how that shit. Kevin Gates is all over the South. Why do you keep bringing up Kevin Gates? Because he's also a huge star. He's like not Kevin a huge Gates star. I love Kevin Gates. <laughs> Kevin Gates is a huge star. I was in Baton Rouge. The guy's been a huge star for two years. Believe me, I was like... I'm it's like, been two years. He's, I have never been in a club in anywhere else Because it's not a club rapper. They, they, they don't play Kendrick Lamar in clubs Yes, either. they do. Not much. Yes, they do. Not how they play YG. Well, but... Kevin Gates is a regional star, period. Obviously. But Young Thug is a phenomenon. I know he is Kevin because Gates, he's got you, he's got the bring... he, he's got the A list cosigns. He's got those. Exactly. He, he's a phenomenon. Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Too. Nicki Minaj made sure he's going to be a star. That's yeah. done. well. Here's another thing too, and you're forgetting the difference between Atlanta versus Baton Rouge because Atlanta has a system. We were talking about that yeah. earlier. No, like Atlanta has a system. That's why two chains blew up. <laughs> that's that's very that's very real. That's very real. So, so you say Atlanta, you on the radio? Gates was a, 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 if he was from Atlanta, Atlanta. Yes, he would already be. He'd already be. Shut that shit up. 
Maybe not. Maybe not. Stop it. Like, Dude, well, why does Atlanta have a new rapper every single year? Atlanta every is, year. Atlanta Trinidad is the, James. Check this Atlanta out. This year it's McConey. Young Thug last year. Check this out. This is this is literally. Two chains the year before. I can every play. Year. I can play the records. I can play the hottest Kevin Gates record in front of. Low in theory, which but is like nigga, who the cares most open minded. Like it, nigga. It's not about me liking it. Like it. Nigga, it's not about me liking it. He's not hot nationally. All right, we understand that. <laughs> but I'm just, he's a regional phenomenon. Hold on, no, nigga. Baton Rouge, works, Baton Rouge works a certain way, and he's doing difficult, different shit. Niggas ain't fuck with him. That's it. You think we it's get difficult? it. A little bit. I he do. says. He says. I mean, it's like weird. It's weird. I, I, I think it's a little off. Center what, what, what Kevin Gates does. That's why I like it. It's a little like his, yeah. his melodies, his cadences are what really says but weird shit. Some shit. Of the shit that he's saying, that song's supposed to be in love is crazy. I mean, that's why I fuck with him. Yeah. I, I know why people, everyone isn't gonna fuck with that. He's from Baton Rouge, he's not from Atlanta, he's gonna take a while from the bubble. I think, frankly, I yeah. uh, agree with you. He isn't blowing up. I think he's just like some nigga who's, who's, who's in the corner, but I'm shooting for him. Yeah, I'm yeah. shooting for him because to me, he represents a nigga in the trap. Who's thinking about some shit? Who has some? Who has an ideological framework that's other than yeah. that comes from actually being in jail and thinking about yeah. shit? Like yeah. nigga, I'm in jail. Fuck. Let me start. Let me just get me get out of my fucking head. Let me start reading some shit. Let me let me let me get involved in something. You know what I mean? Kevin Gates yeah. embodies that to me yeah. more than Young Thug. Young Thug is fantastic. I love Young Thug, but he's more of a caricature, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But like that's so. So that's why I fuck with Kevin Gates. I but, just feel like but you should listen to the Combat Jack podcast. Listen to the Combat Jack podcast with Kevin Gates. That shit is incredible. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, I would not listen to a Combat Jack podcast. You're with right, Kevin Gates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, shout Shots out fired. to Combat <laughs> Jack. <laughs> We're on their station, but they don't pay us. I endorse the Combat Jack show. Shots fired. Man, they made fun of my ducktail. They will never ever lose. I made fun of your ducktail too. Oh, you fuck you for that. <laughs> they will never ever live that shit down. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, Wait, so what's this episode uh, about? We don't have themes anymore. <laughs> oh, we got rid of themes a while oh, ago. We just get people to say the most obnoxious <laughs> shit. So we, now we have cameras. So now we're gonna take sound bites, <laughs> and we're just gonna have you know. The last episode, Ooh, James disclosure. started asking souls and mischief. So what do you think about ISIS? <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, That's I really did. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going through his phone. NewYorkTimes.com. No, I wasn't going about the Ukraine. I'd rather not like. I'd rather not talk to like rappers about or musicians about. Like, I'm not like a journalist, so I don't have to be like. Good, so, good. That makes two of us. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when I went, what do you think about music? I'm like, fuck. I don't care about music as much as I care about fucking. It's not as interesting. To talk. Well, it's not that interesting to talk about music. It's interesting yeah. to listen to music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It can be. I thought. You're talking about some interesting stuff though. Yesterday, we were talking about how. What was there a review where someone like? Talked about you know about how bass music and low end theory and what you've been doing were all kind of intertwined since the start. Uh-huh. Was there a review or something that didn't get that or like? I I I don't know if that's something that I imagine in my head that mm-hmm. you know or if it's reality. Motherfuckers don't write about that shit. They act, yeah. they act like I came out of some backpack shit. I'm like, yeah. Kev is my dude. He yeah. made this shit. You know, like low end theory was conceived. On the mixing sessions of Roadkill Overcoat, yeah. Kev did a weekly called Firecracker. It didn't work out when we were mixing it. So he was like, oh, I'm going to do this new shit. He asked nobody, because nobody is sitting with her every day, sitting with him every day, like, hey, you want to do this weekly? He's like, oh, all right. So yeah, let's, let's call Will. You know what I mean? Anyway, so like, you know, to me, like that, to me, like that's a part of my, 
My like the history. first time I ever saw you perform live was on Daedalus. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, or yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's it's you know, sometimes I don't think people focus on that, but that's that's okay. I just uh, I just I just I just feel feel lucky to get the attention in the first place. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. To me, that makes bass music more interesting because it's like you have the, the fuck rap is bass from, music. Well, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know what like Miami bass like. Are you talking about instrumental hip hop? Are you talking about post Dilla? Like I don't know how to refer to shit in a way that people understand. Yeah, because the, the whole loan theory shit is something that you have to kind of be shit. in the room. Yeah, producer driven shit, I guess. It's something that you have to be in the room like over and over to really understand. Ver- or versus like you, you get it from the lens that it's like hard to whatever fucking uh, journalist gets a little bite of it and throws it out. Like you're the only Jeff is the only journalist. Jeff and, and Jeff's journalist goons are the only journalists that go Squad. to low-end theory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they are the only ones that go to low Well, it's just kind of funny when people write about it because you're like, I, I, it's weird for me to like write about like, I could never write about Fabric or Bergain because I'm like, yeah. I don't know anything about that. Like, <laughs> I don't know a fucking thing. Yeah. What's well, weird, that's like, I mean, kind of one of the weird things about like, I don't understand how music criticism works. It's really hard to you write gotta, about something you haven't immersed. seen. You haven't seen. Yeah. It's like it's hard for me to write about like a band and be like, I love this band until I see the band and I'm like, Yo, that's real shit. One of my favorite bands in the world. I did. Yeah, sorry. Animal Collective. They're my favorite band in the world. But I saw them years ago, and they were going so fucking ham. And I don't know. I talked to their merch guy, and just that whole, that initial connection with that band. Allow me to understand them. You know I didn't I mean? get your music honestly until I saw it live. Like that yeah. was the first, and I was like, "Oh, because I heard it, I was like, ah, too much." And then I saw it live, and I was like, "Okay, now it clicked." I feel, yeah. I think, I think with my music, a lot of people don't think I like came from like a college dorm or I came from like a college rap, mm. you know, like rapper. But it's mm. like it's just something that literally happened on the street. Then mm. <laughs> the homies ushered me into the studio. We're talking. Yeah. You know, what I mean. That's, it's that's that's the fu- that's <clears throat> Project Blows. That's the funniest thing about Project Blows. And that's what everybody will say. Yeah. Every time about Project Blows, I don't know much about the good life, but Project Blows is that like you know, know the, the project the uh, what is it the uh, how it's projected, like people think like oh this is where all the greatest minds in the world meet. It's like super collegiate, super like smart guy centric, but it's really super like. Super hoodie, super gangbangery, but it just produces produces the weirdest, yeah. most eclectic shit. Well, I was I was thinking about Wu Tang, where like uh, there was like a Jizzle and I think Rayquan took it. And it was like it's just a hobby that we picked up in the lobby. Yeah. I always think about that too, like about, you know, and like it was not like that's kind of yeah, it's kind of. But true. like you know, the Wu Tang dudes are like rapping about dealing dope, and like Micah Nine's like. You know, rapping about like you know fucking homelessness or like you know like it's, it's like Ingmar Bergman. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's different. I don't understand because I sometimes I compare the stories from like some of the OG Blodians and like some stories from like rap guys that we know, and it's like they're no different. Yeah. Or the homies went through some shit that's really bad, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, and it's like, but you get different. I don't know different types types of music. I just say that to say that the blow was crazy, man. It was just like all gang culture, all. Cause, but that was, and it, yeah, it was a safe zone too. It was a safe zone. It was a safe zone be, too. It was like kind of, 
it was like low end but less like racially diverse, you know, but it was like more hood diverse. Like you can be from was, like eighth grade. You could be from like you can be from forties, you could be from the jungles, you could be like a fucking eighteenth street. Oh my you could be all that shit. It was and like you know, right. or you could be a fucking geek like me, or you could be fucking like, you know, like super rapper like you, and we all get together in the same place and we're just like, you know, hanging out. And then but if we saw each other in public, like, you know, if we we're in jail together somehow, we couldn't talk. You know what oh I'm saying? Oh my god, you're right. It's it was like the South Central fucking melting pot. Yeah, man. Anyway. How did you first start going there? Um, my brother told me to go and I went to the good life and I don't know, just you friends. Were really young, bro. Like, yeah, I was fourteen. Man, shit is, shit is depressing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember who you so who was playing the first night or who was? Uh, I saw Abstract Rude, and I saw some other people play beats. Uh, I don't know. It was a beat set. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, beats, man, beats were a big part of that thing. I mean, shit. When I think, when I try to make a beat now, I try to think to back then. Back then, that, that that's all the stuff that kind of informs now. Mm-hmm. All that '90s shit, but I don't know. I forget about that time. It's all just a blob of mistakes and childish <laughs> rapping. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, but anyway. But fuck, man, I'm really all about going on tour with my boy Milo. That's what I'm all about right now. Mm-hmm. Been planning. When are you guys leaving? Uh, we're leaving next month, and um, looking forward to it. Yeah. Going through the United States. A lot of, this is a very good time to tour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, I think the way that I, I, f- I take for granted that how I tour isn't the way that people should. I've talked to people about going on tour and how I do it because I don't really take a TM. I TM my own self, and I drive my own self, yeah. and I, you know, and I don't know if that's the way to go about it, but that's how I've learned to do it, mm-hmm. and. uh I've had label guys tell their artists who've been on tour with me, like, okay, um, so you probably won't be at the show next week, so <laughs> please plan, make sure you save your money so that you can stay in a hotel and fly back. <laughs> you know, I didn't have faith that I can get them wow. through the tour. But, but Who is know, this in particular? <laughs> it's not important. But no, it's a, this fucking podcast <laughs> is for putting people on blast it's a pod blast i, I can't we have no other it's a blast cast i can't i've, I've been in the game for too we, long i can't i can't put people on blast alan, we invented alan smithy type pseudonym text me <laughs> text me and i'll say it oh, it's, it's not it's not even all that juicy but uh but, but yeah told touring, me i would have said it but yeah touring is tough touring is crazy in america and i'm looking forward to it so have you ever toured alone that must be an insane endeavor to tour, tour alone, alone. Like just one person on the yeah i do you start to go crazy by the end of the tour yeah, you do. Well, you know what? I, I learned how to work on the road from doing that. I learned how to make shit. So, and it helps. Helps that you can make shit on the road. Because then you feel super productive. <laughs> I want to talk about the title, Perfect Hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, shit, it was supposed to be about uh, some uh, social darnish shit. But um, I kind of lost, lost my way in the middle of making the record. But yeah, perfect hair. It's supposed to be about some kind of ideal that we're all supposed to yeah. cater to. You know, kind of like Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Iggy, Iggy Azalea got that perfect hair, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, what about the social Darwinism? Was that something you, were you reading something before the album that kind of triggered it? Or were you just thinking nah, about it? Thinking about, thinking about, you know, ideals that people want to live up to, you know. I mean, everything is so radically stylized, you know, and we have all this pressure to 
perform, there's like, you know, there's a need to be perfect. And I just purely came off of that idea, you know. I didn't really contextualize the, the pairing of words in any other way than that. I was kind of thinking of South Africa, too, and apartheid, how they used to determine whether people were black or white and put sticks in your hair if it fell. And, you know right, what I mean? Know yeah, you know. So kind of dealing with that, too, a little bit. But, but yeah. But most of the record doesn't really deal with that, but I did a bunch of songs that did deal with that that didn't make the record. but uh, Or I wrote stuff that didn't deal with it. So that was kind of the spirit of it. Yeah. But, you know, it's just a rap record. It's just a modern driver rap record, though. Yeah. <laughs> when, um, when are you going to do the next Flashbang Grenada record? Oh, man. <laughs> well, well um, um, Ufus Goofus isn't here to uh, tell you when. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk shit about him because he isn't here. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's all James's fault. I mean, yeah. every time I say let's do it, he's like, no, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of this shit. I'm out of here. Fuck you. Fuck rapping. I'm in love with this um, African Nordic princess who I'm going to run away with and fuck our rap group. You know what I mean? So that's what I get. Those are the emails I get. So James, help me. I'm talking to you on your podcast while you're out. Wandering, and I'm on the paying, paying his mechanic. Paying your mechanic, <laughs> nigga. Pay attention. Does he have a car ride? Nigga, you ain't got a car. <laughs> There's a bike outside with your name on it. I picked him up. In, I picked him and speak up in front of the Hooters this exactly. afternoon. Exactly. Which was where else would I be? <laughs> Been put on blast by Jeff. Yeah. Sorry, picked not... him up at the Hooters. There were no Hooters waitresses out with him, which was a disappointment to their the rap life. Picking up some Hooters waitresses on the breakfast shift. <laughs> like, how depressing would Hooters be at breakfast? That says it all. <laughs> Hooters at breakfast. <laughs> Where are you, James? Where are you? For breakfast wings. But uh, I would love, I would love to, um, I would love to talk about it. If if that if that's if that if that if James if my 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 good friend James wanted to do that, it would be something that we would need to take some time to consider. Um, so we're back to back to social Darwinism. <laughs> is uh, I always end up having this conversation with people, and like it, it gets really me, me and Mike and DC Pearson and James had an episode where it just it just devolved into it was like when I think he was just finished with dark comedy, uh-huh. so all the themes kind of came up. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Do you think we're doomed? <laughs> like as a constant like I I, I turn on the news every day. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Like, yeah, pretty dude. What do you actually forget that question because it's boring? What did you think about the? Uh... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Continue. I, do you have like doomsday problems? No, I don't think we're doomed. That's good. I don't think we're doomed, but I, th- yeah, but 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 uh, go on. What do you think about Obama's? Have, are you Obama? Yeah. How do you think he's? How do you think he will? Shape what does it matter? I mean, does it matter? Like I, I mean, I thought for historians probably. I mean. As a celebrity, as a personality, I think he's a nice personality, but yeah. he's the president of the United States. Yeah. His job yeah. isn't his job is to destroy people, <laughs> to c- protect the economic initiative of us in this beautiful, pristine utopia. He is an evil piece of shit. He can't help it. It's the job. That's the job. After President Bush after we got through that, I was like, okay, the job is just inherently bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like after Obama, it's like after this, it's like, what do you what do you want? What do you expect from the presidency? Like nothing. 
yeah. nothing of significance for you, nothing of significance well, healthcare for... healthcare was passed, which is something. It's... Yeah, you're right, you're it's right. It's a very small thing, but... But it's like, you really have to understand, like, what... I think the problem with Americans is that they have nothing to compare their lives to. We're yeah, such, we're such like dedicated isolationists. We think we live in this crazy land where nothing, like nothing is, nothing can be afforded here elsewhere. Like, oh, we have things that you can never get in in Europe or in Sweden. It's like, no, you idiot. They live fantastically over there because their government caters to the citizenship. They, they cater to the citizens. They don't cater to big business. Like we. All do. We're just, do you know we, why they do that? Because they have culture. I'm just jumping in this halfway. Yeah. After going to fucking haggle with my mechanic, my mechanic. <laughs> I like but side. yeah, they have they have history in those countries that have existed. These little countries that are the size of fucking New Jersey. Sometimes they have histories of people just burning things down if they don't like it. So they're like, oh, dude, we should probably you know well, we used to take care of people. We no, we to. don't. No, we don't. I mean, there were riots. No, like, now there are no more like. No, yeah. Not, yeah. You think about. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they did in France. I mean, that was like well, every I mean, thirty years. They would just be like. That's really funny that yeah. you bring that up because yeah, we used to do that. Yeah, I mean, well, Ferguson. Until we got well, the Twitter. I, I, I've been talking to but people about why? until we got the Xbox. No, no, but I've been talking we? to people about this a lot. Like, whereas, like, uh, okay, Occupy and like the Ferguson thing. You're like, oh, Occupy. These are like, interesting, good ideas that are probably addressing something that is systematically incorrect, and nothing happens. Well, do you know? I mean. The whole reason why that shit, I don't know, the whole reason why people can't burn shit down kind of started here in L.A. In LA yeah. You know, Daryl Gates really made it so the police can look like how they look now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it was before that. It was Parker. Yeah. Was, yeah, I mean, yeah. that was the first military. I know, but, 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 but Daryl Gates was, was kind of the, he kind of implemented the actual policy. He, he, he so, showed, he, he like. He was his, like, he was his, like. Yeah, he he, he yeah yeah he he actually implemented it and got it all in place and formed the fucking uh, turned the SWAT team into what it is now, and then just you know you keep going with Nixon who just invented the the war on drugs so then that shit is used for that, yeah. and it's like who are they actually attacking? Black people, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're attacking everybody, of course, but they're attacking black people. I mean that shit out of this came out of the sixties due to the Watts riots. I mean yeah. it was a literal reaction to the Watts riots. It's really crazy because I just read. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. I just read Thomas Pynchon wrote a thing in the New York Times in '66, yeah. right after the riots. Yeah, it's the same thing as for. It's like completely like you could read it and you could just change Watts to Ferguson. It's like a police a police officer shot yeah. an unarmed person in a car, yeah. and it just. Started off like the riots, and it's crazy that the yeah. same thing. But it's like Ferguson wasn't even a riot; it was just some protest. Yeah, I wasn't. I said this on this podcast twenty times. I know what a fucking riot smells like. Yeah. I know what a yeah. riot feels like. You guys are used to the riots. I was born in the riots. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I used this about traffic earlier. But look, fucking when I was in Oakland, when they had the fucking Oscar Grant shit, not to take away from it, but you know, I'm walking on the streets the day of. And people are like, oh man, it might be a riot. I'm like, this doesn't smell like a riot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This doesn't smell like it's gonna like there's no there's no electricity yeah, in the air. Yeah. And that six dudes breaking into a footlocker, that's not a riot. Yeah. Like everything in my neighborhood was on fire. Everything. Yeah. Well, like Beverly Center was, it was all the way to the Beverly Center. Oh, you tell well, well, like um, telephone when they're in the Rodney King riot. The Rodney King riot, which okay. was a so, so. tame riot compared to the Watts riot. Yeah, right? I, I I lived through that too. There was ash, uh, just like it was like snow just on my front lawn. Exactly. But yeah. like. To me, it's like it's really amazing that, like you say, like we 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 don't burn shit. Well, apparently we can't, because I mean I've never I've never I mean to me it's crazy. Like 
we can pass shit off like, oh, it's just whatever, it's just some weird shit that's crazy. But nigga, they had a sound cannon in Ferguson. Nigga, a sound cannon. Like, nigga, like minority that report? Like, I mean, <laughs> what the fuck do you need to point a sound cannon nigga it at the McDonald's for nigga you know what i mean it's like it's like i don't know what people is this people, a thing that sh- like shoots people with percussive nigga, it sound blows waves? up your head nigga it's a sound weapon nigga. does it blow I'm, up your head or does it fucking nigga i don't know what it does okay. nigga. <laughs> i've i've seen youtube clips of it and it's like it looks it looks kind of it looks bad it they had Fox News people being like, "Why don't we just turn water on them?" <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, was an Australian shit. Was that Australian? Yeah, it's but, like, it's like, but it's can. like, but it's like, no. Like, well, back to Australian women. But I mean, history yeah, book. back to Australian women. What what, uh, what Australian people think about? Well, this Australia shit? has a horrible history of racism themselves. Well, that's that's what the Western world is. It's yeah. like that's what it is. You know, brown people down here, everyone else over here. That's yeah. what I was saying about uh, when I went to Hard Summer. I was saying like, I was like, oh, this is music for for like white people to do colonial acts. <laughs> like, like the really hard bass music. I was like, wah, wah, wah. And I was like, ah, I, I heard that signal somewhere in my brain, and I'm turning it off. Um, yeah, so, but they didn't have the switch. So weird though. But yeah, I really want to do way more. Man, I would love to do like a police like show like a comedy show that deals with police and a guy dealing with police because i think the police shit is so crazy because it's like they gave them niggas like twenty thousand bayonets so right now there's twenty thousand <laughs> like bayonets <laughs> every 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 fucking police precinct that got these government grants to buy all this government shit they got all these bayonets there's all these cops with bayonets i want to do it like some skit where it's like some niggas looking for like a bayonet or something. Or maybe like a soldier, like, man, I lost my bayonet. Y'all gave, you know, and, and he has to find, he has to find the bayonet in the police precinct. But he's black. And so he has to find it. But it's in like a southern police precinct. So he's in like Mississippi. And he's like, man, like, I killed this one guy with his bayonet. It's my favorite bayonet. The military gave it back. Can you give me back the bayonet? I'm like, no. Nigga, you're crazy. You can't have no bayonets. Niggas don't have bayonets down here. And they shoot him, you know, and they shoot him. And there's a whole thing about black soldiers against the police department for the sacred bayonet in the South. Okay. And that's the story. Yeah, I like you. I like you. Let's work on this. It's, it's, it's a joke, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. But I, mean, I think it'll be a hit. But, 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 but it's the truth. They're like 30,000 bayonets. Yeah. Just in case. Who doesn't like bayonet humor? It's a knife in the gun. It's France. They would get it. They would like it. No, it's a bayonet. It's a... Uh, uh, I always think about how fucked up it is where, like, the Occupy thing and, like... So, like, you're protesting for economic justice for a while and, like, then everyone gets mad. They're like, well... Like, in LA, they're like, they ruined the lawn. I'm like, that is the worst that happened is the lawn got ruined on City yeah. Hall. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And everyone's like, like my grandma. It was like, oh, these occupiers, they cost $300,000 in gardening pills. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? How fucked up is our... Like, and if you really think about it, Probably riots and well, they shouldn't even call them riots. They're, they're, they're insurrections are usually how change gets made, and, we're, and there's too much money now, and it's probably never to happen. And it's a kleptocracy. Yeah. I mean, it's the every fucking one of these Xbox bu- man. No, man, it's the Xbox. It's, look, every one of these media publications, it's the same shit. Like it's you know. I don't protest as much as I used to. <laughs> I get out there every, every now and then. Got my little sign up. Well, I feel there. like your politics. I mean, you've had some stuff. Some stuff is kind of oblique and some stuff is straightforward I don't I don't I don't like to beat people upside the head with politics because a lot of my fans are libertarian or weird or conservative and they'll come at me you have Republican fans? I have active soldier fans really? and I want to give a major shout out to them protect yourself go home (laughs) 
yeah, I got a lot of people say a lot of weird shit to me, and it's like... You must get some interesting emails. I get... People think I'm way smarter than I am. <laughs> like, oh, what do you think about this? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> Not a thing. But you should go ahead. But yeah, every, every bus driver fan... I will say this. Every bus driver fan is an active member of society. And they're educated, and they have jobs, and it's such a shock to me. It's really a shock. It's like, y'all doing way better in life than me, yet you're taking <laughs> tips from me. I mean, I guess my tips are just so ineffectual and just stupid that they just bounce off you. And what you are just, your tips? You know, be radical, fuck the government, you know, li like women, but be nice to women, but have sex with women, do crazy <laughs> shit, do your art. Those are my those are my my main talking points, and they're like, yeah, we fuck with that. By the way, <laughs> by the way, I own some tech company, and you know, I'm making K, I'm making all kind of K, and you know, that's cute little art nigga. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, but that's, that's what I do. That's the name of your next record, like L A N, bus driver L A N, little art nigga. <laughs> Don't tell anybody what it's from. Nigga, that's that's Latin. my that's my Kevin Hart parody comedy yeah. special. But yeah, man, shout out to all the bus driver fans, man. Shout out to all the bus driver fans. You guys have nothing to do with me. You guys are a whole mob that's beyond me. They're all over the what world. What would you name them? You know how there's like, you know, Brianna has the Navy and then like, you know. Gaga has Little Monsters. Yeah, yeah. you know, people had named their fan, their, their fans and shit. What would, what would your what would your your, uh, your bus driver fans Um. Well, I, I, I call it, my dad calls it the... Uh, the bus driver universe. Okay. And so I abbreviated it to bus reverse, but I just call it the bus driver universe. Yeah. But I only refer to it when I'm outside of the country, because when I'm outside of the country, it really hits me. Yeah. When a nigga recognizes me in Paris, like, oh, you that nigga, woomp de woomp, like, hook it up, like, you know, and it gives me, like, free, a, a free crepe or some french fries, you know, I'm like, you know, it makes me feel really good, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, And it's, uh, I'm not, I don't know, I know a lot of minor celebrities and I don't consider myself a minor celebrity I'm more like an imperceptible ce celebrity I'm a part of a memory that people forgot and they're like oh wait oh oh yeah <laughs> you know it's really and it, it always shocks me because I'll be I'll be mobbing somewhere and they'll, and that little memory will come up and yeah what uh to, I've never I've never been in been in Europe with you but like you say, you can be in the streets from Paris, and like somebody will be like, "Hey, bus driver, bus driver, hey, you have to have the You know, or, I don't know. That's French people are gonna be so mad. They're already that sounds pretty much how French people talk. Yeah, you take some flat. But well, like, you could do an African French dad from Senegal. No, nah, I can't do it. I'm not. I'm not smooth enough to do anything French. But uh, like, uh, how do you say? You know how like the old jazz guys like they got so like really appreciated. They were doing like super forward stuff. Uh, I mean, at least that's what I think I've heard somewhere, right? Uh, They're doing really, like, forward thing and stuff. Do you think, like, that happened to you somewhere along the line where you're taking risks that, like, other American rappers weren't taking and then it was appreciated there first or, or more? No, 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 no. I just think they're better at uh, accommodating arts and stuff. You know? Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they still in, have in, philosophers that are popular. In, in what way? Like you can still be a popular philosopher in France. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like if you, I was talking about that the other day. I was like, 
Think about like the the uh, the jobs of like a writer, because obviously I'm like writer perspective. But like, okay, you be a philosopher, that doesn't exist. You're not yeah. gonna make money from. It. You could be a poet. Nicholas, exist Nicholas not saying can't be a novelist Tal anymore. There's like twelve novelists, unless you're writing about post-apocalypse or vampires. You're fucked. Yeah, zombies. You're good. But then you could be a philosopher under the guise of a fucking vampire uh, book writer. <laughs> yeah, but no one wants to do that. <laughs> I mean, no, like, I mean, I mean Kevin the Negro spirituals, man. You got to fucking Kevin figure Gates, out how Kevin, to get the message out. Kevin Gates is the only one. Yeah, um, he loves vampires. Yeah, he, he loves does. vampires. That's so funny. Yeah. I love that about him. Yeah, he really is into vampires. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's super into Twilight. That's some jail shit. Yeah, that is probably some jail shit. Oh, like some, like, reading, like, that was Nigga, like, have you looked, also, Nigga I bought all those books. Have you seen those books? No. Got to dive into them motherfuckers. Like, oh. They <laughs> <laughs> just take you to a different world. Oh, I'm thinking... Lift them and shit. Like, oh, nigga, I just read Twilight and I'm lifting that shit. Oh, <laughs> nigga, I got calisthenics on multiple levels. I want to be built like a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to scale a tree, but only at night. Nigga, I'm training to fight these vampires, nigga. <laughs> I get 23 hours of, of no sunlight, so I feel like a vampire. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucked up, man. Shout out. Shout out. I imagine when you come out of jail, you feel like a vampire. I can't wait to like, get You're super in shape. Your mind is moving very, very calmly. <laughs> Everything's going fast. You, every, dude, I was on the fucking train coming from San Bernardino just Ooh. yesterday. I went to San Bernardino. Don't ask me why. But, <laughs> I was like, I didn't even so, know there was out there. I'm like, you know, like, ear hustling in this dude talk. He said the illest rap line ever. But, like, he said, what did he say? He said, you got more tricks than more tricks than a magician. Uh, you got more tricks than a magician. You got, oh, fuck, let me get this shit. But basically, I, this motherfucker, he, he basically, I could tell that he's just been in jail for a long time because he has, like, this insane patience and, like, attention to detail in his conversation. Yeah, what, yeah. Oh, he said, you got more game uh, than Mattel and more tricks than a ma magi magician. I won't let you put me in a precarious position. <laughs> this, was said, this was said in real time. This is real time. This is not a rap. This is not, nobody was paid to say this shit. But like, like you know, so you go to That's jail, brilliant. you come out super fit, you can run fucking 12 miles straight. Maybe. You, you know, you're hyper patient. <laughs> you can play fucking, you, you can sit down and just play chess. You can't play Xbox though. <laughs> no, your shit is, your video game shit is way behind. <laughs> You're like, where's They're the like, memory card? Where's my, yeah, they still got their <laughs> PS1 memory cards. But like, you know. You're <laughs> the Sims motherfucker. You're like, no. Oh yeah. shit, is way up. Uh, oh shit. Mm -hmm. Great game. Um, Woo. Yeah, that's the end. That's, that's the end. All right. Prisoner, um, no, not the end of the podcast, but end of the podcast. <laughs> I got I to gotta do it. I'm going to go next door and talk to my mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> I have to go. I, my my mechanic do a secondary source interview. My mechanic's name is Lump, Hold and, me down. and my 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 Six wife foot. my wife uh, accused me of uh, of like my mechanic like beat me on this deal. Oh really? And then and then like uh, uh, what is it? I was like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to beat up the mechanic? <laughs> and then my daughter was like, Dad. Like, she was like, Dad, the mechanic will beat you up. <laughs> and I'm like, aren't you supposed to think that your dad is Superman? Like, you don't think I can beat up this fucking, you know, 60-year-old crip from fucking Compton <laughs> named Lump who suffered fucking motorcycle injuries and shit like that? Like, <laughs> It's really funny. Yeah, but, oh, fuck. Fucking asshole mechanic. Man, you gotta, uh, you gotta go to my guy. Yeah? My guy's dope. I should. 
Where is he? His name is Jeff Two. Is in Highland Park. Really dope. Just IRA. Highland Park. Is he a hipster mechanic? No, he's not. He's a little IRA, little Chinese man, and he's got jokes like nobody's business. That nigga be clowning me. Bring the car and like, oh, here he is again. You know, he just starts clowning <laughs> me off the top, and I feel welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does a good job. Doesn't overcharge me. Yeah. But you know. Yeah, I had this like little Korean dude that I would go to. Um, over by my old house off of uh, Van Ness and Slauson. Fucking, he would always like, you know, fucking start talking about Jesus. At, 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 uh, but it would always be a point if I'm there where, you know, Jesus would come up in the conversation. Wow. And, you know, <laughs> and he you know, invite me to his church. And, um, or like, like my fucking brakes would be bad, right? <laughs> my brakes would be bad. He's just like super... How do you say, like, he's just super judgmental. He's like, oh, you really, you, drive, you, you drove him too low, man. What's wrong with you? This is that. Any, any later, man, you would have died. I'm like, I fucking, that's why I'm here. I brought the fucking brakes. Put the brakes on. That's why I learned how to do my own brakes. Yeah, yeah. I learned how to do most of my own shit on my car because I don't like that dude. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I have, I don't, I hate strangers. So I, I'm not going to take my car to anybody else. So I go to this other guy, Lump, yeah. because uh, he's a family friend or whatever. Yeah. That's funny. So, man, how do you feel about the the new record? Has you have you been asked that already? No. Um, yeah, we should be talking about that. Yeah, I feel good about it. I hope. Um, I feel different about records now, but I feel mm-hmm. good about it. Yeah, what uh, different in what respect? It's like the record came out, and it's like rather than it's the end of the work, it's kind of like the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the record comes out, time to go. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of stuff in store that I want It hasn't to always been like that Or ha- has it always been like that Or have you just not always felt like that I don't know I think how we do things That's just how That's how I feel right now mm-hmm. you know? but, Okay But yeah you know You just I don't know It's just so competitive right now You gotta just hop in there And just try to create An opportunity for your little record mm-hmm. As soon as it comes out You know what I mean I don't know I feel like a while ago, I could put out a record and just let it be out. Like, ah, it's out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I'm excited for the tour. The record's out. People seem to like it, so. Yeah. Wait, what's your favorite song? Um, I like, um, ba 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 song I like to play live. I like to play Motion Lines live. Yeah, I've been playing Motion Lines, like, when I've been DJing. That's my shit, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's tight. Yeah, yeah, I've been playing that tomorrow, low end, and. yeah. And yes, yeah, it's, it's tight though. I'm um I can't wait to go back out into the country because um, just pushing Hellfire Club a lot this past this past couple of years, crowds look different. Mm-hmm. We kind of we've kind of done something, created a, uh, you know, a brand, and people are like, I I don't know I don't know why they they attach to it, but it's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot more to do, but yes, yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's cracking. That's uh. I'm really excited to go back to New York City, and uh, oh yeah, and I don't know, you know, all that stuff. Okay. But um, but um, yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm hype, man. I'm hype. I'm just trying to do more stuff. I'm doing a lot of guest appearances, doing random songs with people from Hellfire Club. I did a song with uh, with Rhetoric, I guess Nietzsche Cortez the other day, and I don't know, did this random thing. For a, a flying lotus flip off of, I'm trying to flip a song off of "You're Dead," 
Yeah. And uh, I don't know when it's going to come out, but. Nice. He's going to put it out or are you going to put it out? I doubt he'll put it out. I um, but I'll. It's it'll it, it, it'll exist. Yeah, it'll exist. I don't know how it's gonna come out, but but yeah, man, records and shit. Los Angeles is crazy right now. Yeah, I'd say so. What else in 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 public and that's um, been going on? What's what's uh what's the current current event um, that that's caught that's caught uh that's caught your attention? Anything you're engaged in, like. Uh, shit, that's a good question, man. I've been so isolated. Yeah. Damn, man, I've been so isolated. Sorry for me to say. I'm, I'm still trying to catch up. I'm yeah. still trying to catch up on the Nicki Minaj Google um, art. I'm trying to catch up on Google that. art? Now, do you remember when Nicki Minaj, when, some, when someone paired her, put her butt inside of the, the Google the Google uh, oh, yeah. logo? Oh, yeah. I'm still tripping on that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a couple of weeks behind. Oh, dude, there's a... Uh, Pun intended. There's a controversial, there's a controversial uh, comic book artwork of Spider Woman that is based. Have you seen this? Have is that the is beta. based is based off of uh, Nicki Minaj's like uh, yeah. Anaconda art. Yeah. But like it, it's 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 like you know the dude use it and turn it upside down. She's on a web. She's posing just kind of like Peter Parker and everybody's <laughs> flipping out because like Peter Parker is like kind of like yeah. always like you know naked and all weird and like yeah, you know yeah. in in. in Super like buff ass poses, but she's like you know Spider Woman just has like cake and she's upside. It's like the Nicki Minaj shit upside down on a web. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, I mean, comic books have always been looked like that. People just yeah. But I guess I did see the picture you're talking about. Yeah, it is kind of alluring. They're yeah, trying to play off that shit. That shit is funny. That's tight ass, man. I mean, I, I like I can't really hate on what's 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 her name uh, Iggy. I not yeah, I can't really hate on Iggy at all just because the other day like I just realized like. You know, like I just like to look at her ass. Like that's like if I Google her, like I just want to see. I just like to her 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 waist to ass ratio. I want to see how long she's able to keep that up. I wonder what happens if she has a fucking baby. Will she will she be able to snap back? You know, I don't give a fuck about the music, man. I really like you know. I just think like yeah, that's funny as fuck. Yes, yeah, uh, who's the who's the current booty queen? Is who's, it Nicki? Minaj, she she's the booty queen because that Anaconda video was just like, man, like, that she Anaconda brought up the booty army for that. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. That shit was really uh, crazy. That shit was like going back in time. That shit was like some old school booty shit. But yeah, that shit was. Uh, who else? No one else has any booty in the game. I thought, I thought that um, I saw that motherfucking uh, what's the what's the old girl's name? Um, who uh, Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift Taylor had a Swift. video. Yeah, when she was kind of poking fun at that. Yeah, Taylor Swift was like kind of trying to twerk, but not really just acknowledging that it happens and. Yeah, and then immediately went to like a scene with the ballet, and then like yeah, yeah, yeah. she kind of made fun of it. You know what I mean? Which is fine. It's just it's just Taylor Swift is is kind of like she's she's the most ratchet one in the game. The most the, the most ratchet like has had the most famous dicks in her. Yet and still, her music is still pure. Probably because she just gets it all out. Well, <laughs> you know, she got that real big audience, so you need that universal appeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift got that reach. <laughs> you know? She got a long reach. She got that reach. Really? She got that long money. Yeah. Man, I would love to see someone black date her in public. 
someone, someone really black? black. Like who? Like, but like, but like, not someone like just like an obscure, an obscure like, like entertainer, alpha? huh? <laughs> like alpha. Well, that would be really that weird. can happen. Well, I mean, that's I probably happening like... now. For all we know, <laughs> who knows how alpha gets by? <laughs> <laughs> but but like somebody like just like some like young name. thug. No, like just like. I don't know. Someone like kind of like Kid Cudi, but not that famous. Maybe if that new nigga. What about that that new kid, Rory? What if we found out that Rory was sleeping with Taylor Swift? What if we found that shit out? That shit would be crazy. Yeah, that's when there would be riots in this country. That's that's when the Tea Party riots. That is what the Homeland Security is trying to pr- protect us for. Mm-hmm. The Taylor Swift Rory dating race riot debacle. Yeah, nigga, fuck the police and fuck Taylor Swift. No. Yeah, I'm yeah. just joking. Yeah, I, man, I've I've uh, encountered so much weird like racism from uh, like the homie used to date this girl from Texas that uh, was pretty sure that she like never you know date a black guy like she was just like I, I never you know like she was like nah I never I never do it you know like like it's cool that we're friends but you know it, it was it's just. Like I can see, like it just being so, like she, her being so Texan and so white that that, like, it's just impossible to her. It's like me fucking trying to shoot a jump shot with my left hand. Like it just doesn't feel right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Taylor Swift. We're talking about Taylor Swift. But and he was saying that. Are be, you really talking about Taylor Swift? Yeah. That was a really random guess. Yeah, and uh, Bus was saying saying that like it'd be interesting if you know. Uh, we found out that like she was dating like Rory because he needs she needs to oh, date yeah. like a black guy. <laughs> yeah, Ben Harper. Yeah. He, um, you know what's crazy about Taylor Swift? She bought her apartment in New York for fifteen million dollars, mm-hmm. and she bought which was an insane thing sentence to say. But what's more insane is that she bought the apartment across from her for five million dollars just for her security. Yeah, she's really rich. <laughs> like she is. She's really rich. Really rich. Like she's really rich. I want to know about what she spends her money on. She had like eight kinds. Fucking of, the Hello Rolling Kitty. Stone. Rolling Stone has Hello a Kitty story. Like nine kinds of sparkling mineral water in her fridge. Like nine flavors. Yeah. Like that's. I mean, that's that singer shit though. You go in the singer's fridge and it's just like honey, mineral water, some fucking weird root you that you find in Asia. Single that she dropped. Shake it off. I talked about the video. Oh, yeah. is that the vi- the video yeah, where the she's video. like kind of twerking or mocking it or? Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows the difference. I think irony is like. Yes, yeah, it's just it's all. I think life is like I always think about that Simpson episode where like one of the guys goes like to uh, one of the like like you know Jimbo and like the the go- little goon friends like Jimbo and yeah. the guy with the shaved head like are you being sarcastic and he's like I don't even know anymore <laughs> and you're like that's what I think about like this generation yeah. like no one knows whether they're being sarcastic or yeah well no, well no one knows how to interpret sarcasm when you put an image out there you assert something someone's gonna gravitate to it yeah. you yeah. know what I mean which is unfortunate I don't know um, how do you feel this is like a really hard but yet banal question to ask somebody how do you feel this is different from the other records? Uh-huh. What do you think was the one thing that like you approached or you did differently on this one that or what Oh, you- perfect hair. Um well I produced a lot of it and uh You've been producing on and for ten years? I yeah, I don't know, but I, I yeah, I have a little bit. But I produced way more in here than I than I thought I would and I don't know, I really had an idea about what the record was gonna be and it changed as it went along, but I don't know. I think working with Hellfire Club really influenced it. Like this whole new, this whole current era of my output is really mired in this whole 
And this idea of like Hellfire Club and like everyone's objectives, you know what I mean? And it's so it's kind of a byproduct of that. And um, what is your objective? Well, the objective is to go there, is to pay attention to the work and try to get it out and get it, make sure it happens, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, and the objective is to. Well, I don't know. With me, like with right now, what's going on with myself and everyone, I really want to push, push the model forward because I think it's valuable, and I think there's, you know, I think that it's really, uh, it's 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 a type of motherfucker that people need to know about. You know what I mean? Like a uh, Hellfire Club member is the type of motherfucker that should be on the pantheon of motherfuckers you go to. You know what I mean? When you know when you want to get some rap shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one of my objectives. And another one of my objectives is just to keep doing shit and have fun and pay attention to what I do. I don't want to do records because I feel obligated to. I only do records because I can't not do them. And it's kind of sickening. I would stop if I could, but I can't. You're like a tweaker. You're like what a, did, did you I ever have anything that you wanted to be other than a musician? I went to school for philosophy. Where did you go to school? Um, American University of Paris. And I went for a year. And then I had a baby and I left. What did you call it? Fucking kids, man. Kids, man. I went I went to high school at Verde Valley School, which is which is kind of like a boarding school in Arizona. It's kinda of like some Is it where it was was it in Sedona? Shit. Yeah, yeah. Sedona is a beautiful place. Shit is dope. That's why I met uh Bianca and Sierra from Coco Rosie. Oh yeah? They went there too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went there for like a year, a half of a year when they were freshmen. And that's when I met them. Nice. Huh. Freaked everybody the fuck out of my school. Really? Were there, there probably no one was rapping in the middle of Sedona, Arizona, no? Or was everyone rapping? I was. No, no one was doing anything. I was in anomaly. Doesn't Sedona, Arizona have those weird, like, magnetic vortexes that happen, like, every week? Yeah, and hippies go there naked and, and, and twirl and chant. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. the fuck happens in a magnetic vortex? What do you think about Burning Man? Fuck, let's not bring up let's, Burning I, Man. I would like to talk about Burning Man. because I don't know enough about Burning Man. Yeah, where do you, where do you stand in the Burning Man? Yeah. I don't really know much about Burning Man. All I know is that Edit would go, the producer Edit would go to Burning Man, and he liked it. And Castan Killer goes every year. And it, it would, and it, yeah. his fan base came from there. That's all I know. My homegirl, who's, who's a black girl from Ladera, went to Burning Man, and like she was trying to find tickets online. And I'm just texting her, like, stop looking for tickets to Burning Man! <laughs> stop doing this! No, it's not for us! <laughs> I, feel pretty, I would feel weird being me. Going to Burning Man, let alone huh. like I, I would feel like an like an alien among a, different kind of aliens. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. I, I I kind of there's like the side of me that I'm like, yeah, I like psychedelic drugs. <laughs> I like music. I like, but I don't really like camping. Uh-huh. And I don't know how to ride a bike. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about you it. You don't know how to ride like, a bike? I had a weird dad. <laughs> like I like I, my mom was like, Ugh. we like I, we lived in like an apartment. I was like, uh, I don't know. There's no excuse. My dad, I don't know. It's like one of the things where it's like, Dad, like, he's like, I'm not buying you a bike. That's like $250. Okay. <laughs> like, he's really cheap. Yeah. Um, that sounds like me. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Like, I thought we were really poor growing up. Like, I, it was like the opposite. Like, I interview a lot of people were like, no, I never knew that I was actually poor because my parents gave me what I wanted. And I was like, I actually didn't realize we were pretty well off. <laughs> Because I thought, like, they would just, like, be like, no, we are poor. So I assumed, like, we were, like, a, a weird alternate reality. Which I think has something to do with being Jewish. 
I mean, my, my family was never really, my family <laughs> was never, I don't never know. really poor, but I never had Jordans, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. and I always used to feel like yeah. weird at school, like, yeah. I was like, the most bummiest yeah. kid well, ever. Well, you remember when the pumps came out, right? Like, the pumps, like, all I wanted in my life yeah. was those fucking D-Brown, the so yeah. really, the, the, the green and orange pumps, like, the, like the original ones. Yeah. So, like, I begged, for like a year later, pumps are over, they're yeah. like, they're done. Then my mom got me. You got the Ross pumps. Yo, I got the. Uh, but no, 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 no. So, like, my, I guess my mom realized, first of all, they were magenta, which is the wackest color of pumps ever. But I wore them proudly because it was a year later. Let's and I know the reason why I got them. Let's no. just, so we have this so people can't edit it. Make sure we throw in the word Reeboks pump basketball shoes in, in, in every edit, Sam. So <laughs> Maybe we can get a, a commercial? No, a no. I just, I just don't want people to take it and make a horrible meme oh, saying, oh, all right. I wanted was a pair of magenta pumps. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> I don't want you to go out like that, Jeff. I appreciate that. You're a good friend. Um, yeah, all I wanted was a pair of high heels. <laughs> and, uh, no, and so then my mom, so she realized at some point, like, seven, like once you go to a seven, then you're like an adult shoe. Yeah. So then, like, they, it, it's like a $120 shoe. So she found me, like, the six and a half, which I was already a seven. So I had to wear this, like, undersized. No socks. But then, no I, grew, socks, but then I grew up in Beverly Hills, so everyone's like, oh, you're rich, kid. And I was like, uh, it's so complicated. I can't even explain it. It is. That's too. Wow. <laughs> Man, shoes, yeah, shoes were crazy in the 90s when I was a kid. Yeah. They still are with these, like... Man, yo, you can get Jordans for the same, for $120, just like when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and when you were a kid, the money was worth two times as much. Think about that. But it's still outlandish. Like a Clinton dollar? Bro, a Clinton dollar right now? No. If I could fucking pull out a Clinton dollar right now, I could buy us all tacos. One dollar. Exactly, with that Clinton money. But, uh... But yeah, I, I like I like Jordans. They look nostalgic. But uh but uh the only ones that sell are the remakes of the old ones. Yeah. Nobody's buying the new Yo, those old Jordans they though are amazing. kids used to kill for those, man. Like literally, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was it was a big yeah. class divide. Sports Illustrated cover about like how everyone was just yeah. like yeah. No, but like all my homies in high school, man, the dudes that had Jordans, they were like a separate like tier of dude. It's like we got George. I don't know what y'all got. Like, that's a little off-brand fucking British night I shit. Y'all. Yeah. Grand, I got some like Grand Hill Filas. <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, like, Filas. I'm like, like, what are you, a dope dealer? <laughs> like, who are you? I'm man? an 80s, I'm an 80s D-boy. <laughs> exactly. no, I'm saying like Filas, that's like breakdancers, dope dealers. I don't know. Yeah. That's like Bally's. B-boys or B-boys. Bally's. I'm reading the Biggie biography right now, and it's like, like that. Like all he wanted was his Bally loafers. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty crazy. Simple man, simple man. Or like he, where he, had, his mom bought him. Public. He was like a really spoiled kid. It was yeah. a crazy thing. They were no, saying yeah. that he had, you know, how he's like Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Uh-huh. It was like not only did he have Atari, mm-hmm. but he had like ColecoVision and like another one. And, and, all Sega, three. and he had a Sega Masterpiece. Yeah, I bet it, it was like all three. <laughs> like yeah, every video game. Yeah. And then he would charge kids a quarter to come up and play his video games. Uh, hey, I, I tell you this right now. That's dope. I've never met a fat Jamaican-only child that wasn't spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. And he also had money from, like, he fell off a bus when he was 10, and that's how he got fat. But they sued the city and, like, made a lot of, you know. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Fun fact. That's how we got fat lies. <laughs> and food. Yeah, food. <laughs> and food. That's how he made his first knot. Just gluttony. Quarter water. <laughs> yeah. Shit is not healthy. What um, what happened? Speaking of overweight rap talents, what happened to Rick Ross? 
Oh, uh, I think he just is. Oh, how long could Rick Ross go? Didn't he lose weight recently? I don't think Lost. so. No, I just don't know what happened. Oh, to he put him. out an album this year. It's not that, like, the album sucked. We were on tour, and oh, I was, yeah. was championing him. I was like, I think Rick Ross. I like, I like Rick yeah. Ross. I might have pushed that to you. What? Oh, the Rick Ross. No, the yeah, you sent it to me. The Pushy album was better. We were in New York. We were in New York. I was bugging you for the link. You sent me the link. Jeff sent me the link. I, I forced Bust to download it on his computer because I don't have a computer. On record. Yeah, we stole the shit. And then I, the whole for weeks, I was like, Rick Ross is so much better than Pusha T, man. Pusha T so is much. better than Rick Ross. Uh, you know what I realized? But no, old Rick yeah. Ross is better, man. Like, the, old Rick, like, yeah. Old, old. Teflon Don shit. Well, that shit was hard, but this it's new record, hard. I just felt like I was rooting for rooting for the Lakers the year that fucking yeah. like Bynum got hurt. Like, I was yeah, like, I, yeah. You know, Biggie actually wanted to call his first album Teflon Don, and then oh. they changed the it. Rick Ross is a real biter. Like, is the, this is the other thing, too. But I liked him when he just was in his, like, I'm fat, eating oysters, listening to, some, like, I'm a sumptuous Isaac Hayes character. Yeah. Like, when he when was, he's like... he's in the sweets eating crab meat. Yeah, that was, like, what I liked him. Like, <laughs> I, I liked him, like, because I think, like, when he became a full cartoon, that was where he's most effective. Because it's, like, you are not believable as, like, a real rapper. Yeah. But if you, like, become Homer Simpson, like, looking in the mirror, and all of a sudden you see yourself, like, really buff and, like, having a monocle and interesting company, <laughs> like, then you're yeah. really interesting to me. I mean, he's, he's, he's a fucking monster talent. It's just... Something about his writing is like a redundancy to it that you kind of, that can bother you. I don't know. But he's, I mean, he's, of course, you can't fuck with Rick Ross. He's a he fucking immovable force. Ghost Riders. I'm pretty sure. I think Oliver, I'm convinced that everybody has it. What's wrong with Ghost Riders? is responsible for the writing sometimes. No, I, I want to know. That's, that's my only thing. I don't really care that it was ghost written. I yeah. just want to know who to give credit for for the yeah. writing. Cause I mean, it's, 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 it's hard to be the good Rick Ross song. I think. Sophisticated. That's one of my favorite songs. Period. I love that song. Yes, so that's the only Drake Freemason. That Mason song. That that shit was good. tight as fuck. Yeah, it was. I'll say. No, that's that's a, that might be Jay Z's last great verse. Yeah. I liked his verse on that song. He killed that shit. Every now and then, Jay Z will still have like that, like George Foreman at the end of his career, like kind of like where you still really punch hard. Mm. You know, I'm not as hard on Jay Z as you are. I think Jay Z's amazing. Enjoy. He's become to me like a billionaire fascist. Mm. Like I think that if Jay Z yeah. was not. Yeah. If he was, like, a white person, he'd be, like, a big Republican. Like, a huge... Yeah, he is kind of pro-business, pro... Well, you know, I don't know. J- Jay-Z can turn it on when he wants to. He just doesn't need to. I mean, I th- he's he has, like, the most number one records out of any artist other than fucking Drake. Beatles. Nah, you're right. He's I think Wayne one. actually has the... Well, Wayne has no, the most Hot 100 songs. I no, think. we're not talking about Hot 100. We're talking about, like, number, number one records. So, like, yeah. so there's, like... Elvis, Jay Z, and then the one. Beatles. He didn't even get his first one until it was like thirty, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So that like, like I I have to root root him on because uh, black Americans or black Americans being fucked over uh-huh. in American music because of the fucking race thing. He's been very clever in figuring out like, damn, I need a number one record. I want to do this for for my people or maybe for himself or whatever. So you know what? he's I, like, I'm gonna say I retire. I'm back again. Fine. I want to do a record with this person. He was I like my favorite smart. rapper for a few years. Like mm-hmm. I was a huge J- you know? Mm-hmm. Like I loved reasonable I mean I think up until I mean even American Who's Gangsters your favorite like rapper now? Of all time? No, who's your favorite rapper now? Uh <laughs> Kendrick. Who's honestly? your favorite rapper now? Oh I really don't know. I like McJenkins a lot. But, He's yeah, that's a really good record actually. But I'm actually reviewing his record for some reason. Right really? Now. For yeah. who? My publicist told me to do it. <laughs> really? Yeah, but it's all good because I love it. It's a really and good. I love they call this shit water. I like Mcujinga's a lot, but I don't know. Aside from that, I, don't, I mean, I like. I yeah, like it's hard to have a Kevin Gates. 
Kevin Gates. I'm probably Kevin Gates, Young Thug, and Kendrick. Probably you know, I've indelled in the Young Thug as much as I should have. I just. It's I really just, hit or miss when it hits. It's great. There's a lot of one of every three songs is great. Me and my buddy, who we're going to be interviewing uh, on this podcast very shortly, yeah, we we basically we came we came up with like he's like if Peace and Micah. Oh, if they were to, they were together. So you know, mm-hmm. the fun, the fun stuff about peace and the technicality of Micah, yeah. it's like that kind of shit. You know? Oh, oh yeah. That's what that's young. I like that he like just <laughs> yeah. wears like pink and dresses and like fucks with like the, that conservative rap mindset where they're like that's not conservative. Ah! That's just like yeah, yeah. it's like it's like cro- it's crossing wires with people. But yo, is- do you know what he looks like? I'm gonna pull some people's old people cards of this. He looks like top quality. Really? Yeah. The oh. rapper Top Quality had the little plaits and the colors and the shit look just like that motherfucker. <laughs> That's just so funny to me. We are at an hour 15, which is... Shots fired! Perfect hair. Yep. What's the best place to get it so you can make the most money? What's How's the... Oh, get it on Bandcamp. Get it on iTunes. Get it anywhere that No Can Do tells you to get it. Is that on Twitter, fun. and you're on tour from <laughs> when to when? I'm on tour in October, from October 6th to November 11th with Clipping and Milo. Oh, I like Clipping. That's going to be a really good tour. Yeah, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of light-skinned brothers on tour, bro. It's that's... all planned, bro. <laughs> it's all planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the random two white dudes with beards and Clipping. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're good. They're, they actually know more about rap than almost any people I've ever interviewed. Of course about. they do. We had the, we were talking about like obscure concentration camp like records from Louis Baton Rouge, Louisiana and shit. Do you know who's the real rap nerd who is a friend of Hellfire Club? Who? Oh. Sam from Future Islands. Oh, yeah, when I'm on the podcast, actually. And he I, is a rap guy, period. Yeah, I saw him shout out the Gravediggers record. Like, the pig, and I was like, oh, all right. My nigga, he, he rolled to me like, man, what was up with Channel Live, though? I'm like, damn. <laughs> Channel Live. I'm like, whoa. Good song with Method. I'm man. like, whoa, that was, you really went That's too cool. far back. But, yeah, he's, he's tight, and he's got bars, too. He was... Doing songs with my I want to hear those songs, like dude. He's kind of killing it. He's yeah. kind of he kind of got he bars. Cool, kind of goes in. He did like a long like thirty six bars like da 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 ba ba divide my life like this and he's. I kind of fuck with Sam. He's tight. Uh, okay. Yeah. I and he's really good at his day job, which is which is being the best front man in indie music ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah or at yeah. least in a long long time. That 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 whole dance that he does that you can't see. I'm doing it on the microphone. You can't see it, but that whole whole thing that. That right there, just a meme that I saw. I was like, "Oh, dude!" Always on Letterman. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "I need to see this. I need to." You know what? That's a good look. You get one thing that goes viral, and like, then people are like, "Oh!" Then it co- then it comes down to, "Do I like the music or not?" Mm-hmm. You know, which is cool because I think that's the hardest thing is getting yeah. people at that point. Well, the thing is that he does that shit every night, every song. He's always yeah. he's, he's in there. That's, yeah. just, that's just how they get down. Then, then, he's, then he's got that like, that stern like the fucking the front of the fucking like you know uh, front of the fucking action movie stance after the song was like. <laughs> Oh, like I'm gonna fucking yeah. I'm gonna it's punch Bal- it. Somebody. Baltimore, it's that wire Baltimore, shit. Baltimore, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got All that right. build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck with him. All right, this is shots fired. No can do this. Jeff Weiss, bus driver, Hellfire. Let's go. I'm impossible to love, and can I keep an open mind? So you left me where I was, so shredded in your motion lines. I'm impossible to love, and can I keep an open mind? 
So you left me where I was, get a stranded in your motion lines, motion lines. We never touched on it, touched on it.